The Viable Group, Inc. is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. Welcome to the three big questions of retirement with Tim Brown of The Viable Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tim provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here with the answers to your financial questions is Tim Brown. Well, welcome to the three big questions of retirement. My name is Tim Brown from The Viable Group. You know, every week we talk about, is my money in the right place? Will my nest egg help me maintain my lifestyle once I retire? What happens to my family when something happens to me today? We're going to be talking about money and relationships. What steps can you take to avoid the chaos and the stress that it comes that comes with discussing and managing your finances. It's a great topic. I want to bring in my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Tim. I've had a great week. It's just been really, really busy as usual. I have so many projects that I'm trying to get done uh, around the house as, as always, but just enjoying the summertime and spending time with my family. How about you? How have you been? We're doing really, really well down here. Uh, weather is getting nice. It's not quite incredibly hot like it will tend to get in July and August down here in Texas. Uh, business is great. Uh, we're seeing a lot of clients. You can see that the economy's picking back up. The markets are picking back up. And you can see that people are getting out a little bit more. And so I think that's a good thing. It is. And I know that you uh, keep really busy meeting with folks. And if our listeners have any questions about uh, today's topics or any of our topics, uh, they can just uh, give you a call and set up a complimentary consultation, right? Oh, absolutely. Our phone number is 210-824-1750. Our website is theviablegroup.com. And there you'll find uh, a link to this show as well as some of the past shows that we've done so you can kind of educate yourself and uh, make an appointment to come see us. All right. Well, that sounds great. Thanks for that. And, you know, um, I'm interested in today's topic because I think you said we're talking about uh, relationships and money. And I I always like learning more about my relationship with my money. Yeah, well, (laughs) close. (laughs) Close, Tony, but no cigar. Today's episode, we're going to focus on money issues that impact your marriage or your relationship with those people that are close to you. Many of our clients have had to deal with at some point or another, and you want to take the time to address those issues, these issues, before they turn into problems. If you do that, it can be very, very valuable and save yourself a lot of heartache. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine that would be valuable, and I think this is an important one. So what do you have for us on this topic today, Tim? Well, Tony, I was looking through some of the things that we read, and I ran on to an article called Top Six Marriage-Killing Money Issues. So that's what we're going to focus on here for a little while. You know, money can be a source of stress for individuals, couples, 
all of your relationships can be stressed by money. According to uh, or some reports out there, 64% of adults surveyed are stressed about money. Money issues affect the majority of Americans. Oh, yeah. And it, I can see where it is a major cause of stress uh, for a lot of folks. I think we've all been there at some point in our lives. Uh, now, money stresses, you know, we've all experienced it, but when you add in relationships, uh, the pressure cooker gets turned to 11, doesn't it? Yeah, so let's talk about that. And the first thing I want to talk about is separate accounts, all right? S- couples keeping separate accounts. This type of financial set setup can result in resentment about who gets to spend on what and when. It can even evolve into a competition, you know, something like, Tony, hey, I paid for this. You need to pay for that. Now, in some cases, having separate accounts can even lead to one partner hiding money from the other. So the drawbacks of separating finances can re- can include reduced buying power, eliminating other financial benefits that come with marriage. You know, marriage is a great thing. Marriage is something where we have a a joint goal. We want to get our kids educated. We want to go to the same church. We want to do all the things we want to do. And sometimes if you start to separate out the money, you can destroy some of that joint goal setting and goal achieving process. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, my wife and I have a joint account, so it seems like joint bank accounts Uh, might be another option or a better option. What are uh, some benefits to having a joint account? Well, joint bank accounts are very common, and there are some benefits to having joint joint bank accounts. About 76% of couples, you you know, you mentioned you and your wife have a joint account. About three quarters of the people out there do. They tend to provide transparency in spending for each person in the relationship and they can even help later on in life streamline some legal affairs. What I mean there is if the event one of the couple passes away, joint accounts allow the surviving partner to maintain access to funds. Tony, I will tell you, in my experience, married couples also find it easier to keep track of their spending as all expenses seem to be coming out of one joint account. Well, Tim, those all seem like really positive reasons to have a joint account. Yeah, they are. There can be some drawbacks. We want to look at those. You can feel like that you have less control, less independence, because you don't have your own account. Joint accounts can also lead to some issues if you're not a good communicator. If you and your spouse or you and your partner are not communicating about spending, Maybe you assume that the other person was going to pay the electric bill and it never gets paid. That could not be good if they turn the lights off. Or in worse, what if it gets paid twice? Joint accounts can be problematic if a relationship ends. Both parties have access to the money in the account. Either person could withdraw all the money and close the account without the other's consent. So there can be some very messy and uncomfortable breakup moments from joint accounts. Yeah, well, and that scenario could feel like something out of a movie. I mean, one partner empties the account, then skips the country. That would make things a bit awkward, right? Yeah, and here's another (laughs) issue with joint accounts. Yeah, a little bit awkward. Debt, 
we got to think about debt. That's another issue that can be awkward and uncomfortable. It's a serious issue for many Americans. It can it can really impact a relationship adversely. It can be credit card debt. It can be car loan debt. It can be gambling debt. It can be so much more. Now, listen, a lot of people bring debt into a relationship. Debts that are brought into a marriage are attached to the person that brought them in. However, in about nine states, they have determined that debts that are incurred after a marriage are owned by both partners. Oh, okay. Uh, that seems like uh, one possibility. I didn't realize that some states had that rule, though. Uh, what states does that one impact? Well, it impacts Arizona, California, Nevada, Idaho, Washington, New Mexico, Louisiana, Wisconsin, and the big state of Texas. So you're not liable for most of your spouse's debt that was incurred before the marriage in those states. But any debt incurred after the wedding was going to be shared by both individuals, even if only one member of the family applied for that debt. So it can be a problem. So what, what happens when it's a problem? It causes resentment especially if one member of the partnership feels like they're paying for debt that they shouldn't have to cover. So what you have to do is communicate. Couples have to discuss their existing debt before combining their financial lives. They should enlist the counsel of a financial services professional to help facilitate that discussion. Tony, I've done this hundreds of times. Provide a safe space for my clients, a husband, a wife, Many times I will ask a question or lead a discussion where I just sit back and listen because they're having a very serious talk about something they didn't talk about before that they knew they needed to talk about. So in the next statement, we're going to look at a tool that we use at the Bible Group that will help examine how each individual feels regarding market and risk tolerance. Yeah, there you go. Uh, now, our time is just about up for this first segment. Tim, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we take a quick break here? Yeah, you know, nobody plans to fail, but people do fail to plan. Preparing for retirement is an important part of your financial process. Our website is theviablegroup.com. Our phone number is 210-824-1750. I'd like for you to go on to our website Look at the little green box and punch color of money risk analysis. That's what we're going to be talking about in the next segment. All right. Sounds great. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of the three big questions of retirement and our host, Tim Brown, right after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on the future of U.S. taxation, Social Security, New Generation Retirement Planning System, and the Generational Vault. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from The Viable Group by visiting theviablegroup.com or by calling us at 210-824-1750. And welcome back to the three big questions of retirement. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. Our host is the man with the plan, Tim Brown. And Tim, great show today. Uh, I know you've been talking about uh, some uh, relationship issues uh, that come along with money 
And in the first segment of the show, you talked about uh, a couple of potential issues, uh, joint or individual bank accounts, and then, of course, debt. So uh, what's next? Well, I'll refer to this as personality. You see, and divine your personality as how you handle money. Are you a spender? Are you a saver? We can even take this one step further and look at it as what is your tolerance for risk? Instead of just lumping each partner into a broad category, it's useful if you learn what type of risk each member of the partnership is willing to expose to. At the Viable Group, we offer our clients that opportunity through our color of money risk analysis. They kind of color code their assets, gives each member of the relationship kind of a financial picture, a roadmap to their risk preferences. And the result of that is our color of money risk analysis score. It's a short interactive analysis. It's an important part of determining how to align your assets among the different asset classes, be it red money, yellow money, or green money. Ah, okay. So obviously uh, we need to pay attention here. Uh, Tell us a bit more about these colors of money and how you define them. Okay. Let's start with green money. I would say that green money is that money that has the least amount of risk. And maybe it's just money that you're earning interest on. You know, you don't really want it in the market. You're just out there trying to earn as high of interest rate as you can, and you don't have to worry about that money. The next step up, the most risky money would be red money. That would be money that are assets that are subject to more risk. They go up and down, they lose value, but they also provide opportunity for growth. And then right in between those two are yellow money. Yellow money is much like red asset money. It's subject to risk, it can lose value, but it tends to be professionally managed. And what I mean by professional management, it tends to be diversified. We can help reduce risk, provide growth opportunities, make sure it's diversified, make sure the fees are low, make sure that your money is just invested exactly like your risk tolerance. The first step, first step for somebody is to complete the strategy assessment. I talked about that. Uh, it's on our website on the viablegroup.com. It's the little green button up there, color of money risk analysis. It's complimentary. It's very easy to do. So visit our website, learn more about it, and get started on your color of money risk analysis today. All right. Well, and I know that's huge. I always, I think it's a great tool, the color of money risk analysis. Uh, What's next on the list of potential relationship harming financial issues? So we talked about your personality with money. Here's another one you want to watch, the power play. The power play is another money issue that can harm relationships. A power play occurs when one partner's employed and the other isn't, or if both partners are working, but one struggling to find employment and it deals with the imbalance of income and how that makes people feel. You see, the person with the most income can control how the money is spent. It's important that both partners cooperate and communicate when it comes to spending. Remember we were talking about the pros and cons of uh, separate bank accounts, joint bank accounts, A jointed bank account offers greater transparency and access, but it's not in itself 
a solution to a power play or a lopsided power money dynamic relationship in a, in a relationship. That transparency can be used to further control spending, and then that can lead to what some experts call financial abuse. Yeah, and that that doesn't sound good, uh, financial abuse. I must admit, I haven't heard about that before. Well, there is a national network to end domestic violence report, and they put out a report called Understanding Financial Abuse, and it's the kind of financial abuse that's used to control and isolate partners, okay? And it can include, think about this, controlling how money is spent, restricting access to money or giving an allowance, withholding access to necessities like medication or food, restricting a partner's ability to work or make money, or even in some extreme cases, theft of money, credit, or even identity theft. Now that full report's available. It's at a website called nnedv.org, and it's part of the Moving Ahead Through Financial Management Curriculum. That's nnedv.org. All right. Well, thank you. That's a great uh, resource, I think, for those out there. And um, these are a lot of uh, heavy things to consider, and it sounds like that report is is a great resource. So, uh, what else do you have for us? Well, you want to, yeah, that's a great report because what we're looking for is a way to have a healthy and productive way that couples can talk about their finances, make sure that their desires and needs are being met. You know, couples in healthy financial relationships have different values related to money, perhaps, but they have joint financial goals. Those goals should be negotiated, agreed to, and planned for together. Couples that set plans to meet those joint goals and support each other are more likely to feel like they're in a healthy money relationship. Now, both partners have access to the money. Needing to ask permission or hiding money is kind of a red flag. That's not what we're looking for. Here's the characteristic. Healthy financial relationships are about compromise, honesty, and equality. In Mm. fact, in my opinion, those are vital aspects to any part of any good relationship, be it romantic, professional, or other. Yeah. And again, I think that report sounds like a great resource. Uh, So before we move on, share that website one more time where we can find that report. Well, the report and more resources are available at nnedv.org, and it's part of their Moving Ahead Curriculum, a financial empowerment resource. Now, it's intended to be general advice for individuals that are in an abusive relationship. Not everyone's situation is the same, but I would recommend that you begin to communicate with your partner, work through some joint goals, and then do the things that need to be done to achieve those goals. And that's what we try to help our clients do at the Viable Group. Um, And I know you wanted to turn our attention uh, to the final two issues uh, that you have for us today. Um, let's, uh, what are those? Let's jump right into those. Well, you know, I saved them for last because they really can be more important. And in my fat, in my experience, they're very, very common, even for those couples that are in a good relationship. We're going to talk about children and extended family. You know, the decision to have children in the beginning is a big question for any relationship. Raising a child 
is no easy task, and it's certainly no easy financial task. According to the most recent available information, it cost about $250,000 to raise a child from birth to age 17. Oh my goodness, that's a lot of money. Holy cow. A lot of money, a lot of love, a lot of patience. And that's a big number. So having children impacts not just your pocketbook, it also impacts the calendar. All sorts of things happen. Does one partner stay at home while the children are young? How does this impact our long-term retirement strategy? How does this impact our career advancement goals? What are we going to do about a college education or two or three? These are important things. These are the things we have to think about when it comes to planning for children. Yeah. And I think that's huge, Tim. Uh, and of course, don't I know it? Uh, I have three kids, so <laughs> I know about the cost, but these are important questions. Obviously, we have to ask ourselves, and I think it comes back to uh, three things that are vital to a healthy financial relationship, compromise, honesty, and equality, right? Oh, yeah. Those are three are great. Compromise, honesty, and equality. But let's extend that to our other family relationships as well. Money and extended family can involve gifts. Maybe one side of the family can afford and the other can't. Or the expectation of extravagant vacations and expenses that might not fit into the budget. It might be, and this is really important, even loaning money to family members that are in need or out of work or they're trying to start a new business. Each of those scenarios can increase stress and cause problems in any relationship. Yeah. Uh, And money, it definitely can drive a wedge between people. I think we can all think of at least one example in our own lives, right? Oh, yeah. Stress and friction between relatives over money is all too common. And we start thinking about lending money, and that's the one we really got to be careful. Let me say, in my opinion, it's always dangerous to lend money to family and friends. It's also a good idea not to lend it money with the expectation of being paid back on simple good faith. So lending money to family and friends is very dangerous. So these tips can help set you up terms that make the lending possible, even if it's not something that's desirable. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's really good advice. Uh, obviously, uh, lending to family and friends can be a mistake. So uh, what are the top tips in your opinion on this topic? Well, if you're going to do it or you found yourself forced to do it and you're going to do it, just deal with cash only. Avoid any connection or contract that could impact your credit score. Do not open a credit card in their name or co-sign on a loan. Those situations put you in a position where someone else's actions can impact your financial future. Dealing with cash avoids those entanglements. Yeah. Secondly, only lend what you can afford. This goes back to the very real possibility that you're not going to be paid back for this loan. And if such you make the loan, you don't get paid back, you've ruined a familial relationship, it puts you in dire financial straits, you could find yourself in a financial situation worse than that of the person that you lent the money to. 
Wow. Well, and all these are great points, but uh, as usual, the time has just flown by. Our time is up for this week's show. Uh, is there anything you want to add before we go today? Yeah, you want to set terms. You want to get it in writing. You want to think about the worst case scenarios. All of those are things that you have to think about if you're going to lend money to family. There could even be late charges, a collection process, legal action. It's not comfortable to ask somebody to pay you back. So finally, I would avoid loaning any money at all. Um, I would tell you that that's a whole lot of things to think about. Right. Uh, And uh, we do have to go, but one more time before we go, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Okay. Go to the viablegroup.com. You can contact us there. You can take your color of money risk analysis. You can give us a phone call at 210-824-1750. Take the color of money risk analysis. Deal with your partner with communication and honesty and make an appointment to come see us and we'll make some plans together. All right. Sounds great, Tim. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Three Big Questions of Retirement with our host, Tim Brown. Thank you for listening to the three big questions of retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tim Brown at The Viable Group. Call 210-824-1750 or visit them online at theviablegroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by The Viable Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Texas. Insurance products and services are offered through Viable Strategies, Inc. The Viable Group, Inc. and Viable Strategies, Inc. are affiliated company. The Viable Group, Inc., Viable Strategies, Inc., and Tim Brown are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.